How, how, do you live, how do you live the final year, the last year of your life? And I'm not, I'm not talking about a, a bucket list, you know, the, the kind of stunts and, and thrills that they were either too dangerous to do when you had your whole life before you or too expensive to do, to attempt. How, how do you live the last year of your life? Well, almost, almost exactly a year ago, a woman named Millie was told by her doctor that she had untreatable cancer and that she would die from it in six to eight weeks. A year ago, that happened to Millie. Well, as you know, Millie lived more than six or eight weeks. Millie lived for an entire year more before leaving this life this week and beginning the best day of the rest of her life. And today, Millie inhabits the place of joy, the place of music, the place of feasting. Thank God for that. But how, how do you spend the final 12 months of your life? You know, for, for some of us, I have no idea, but for some of us, maybe, maybe this will be my final year, your final year of life. Who knows? Two, two of my daughters just a few weeks ago were in a, a bad highway accident. They're all fine. The Lord spared them, but who knows? We don't know our time. Well, today is Sunday, and in many ways, Sunday marks the final year of the man that we love, the man that we love more than we love life itself, Jesus Christ. Because on Sunday, that was the, the end of his life on earth in some ways. He died on the third day, Sunday, Jesus rose from the dead. And how did Jesus spend the final 12 months of his earthly life? Well, he spent his final year loving God. He spent his final year loving people. He devoted himself to doing the will of his Father in heaven during that year. He spent long days telling the good news, telling the message and the invitation of the kingdom. He helped people. He healed people. During that year, he wept with people, and he shared meals with people. What kind of people? Who were these people that he loved, that he ate with? They were sinners. They were people who were not well. They were sinners, and he was sinless. And Jesus died. He died as a man who was horribly misrepresented. He was misrepresented to people. He was misrepresented to God. He who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So in this meal, we take bread. Bread tells us that Jesus became a blameless man. He's our righteousness. And in this meal, we take wine. Jesus bled and died in our place. Jesus made propitiation for us. And so when you take this supper, this is one more meal one more meal with Jesus. See how he loves us? He made a table for sinners like me. He made a table. And by his life and death and his resurrection, he has dinner with a sinner and he's making me a saint. 
Jesus arranged this new Passover meal, and he says, do this in remembrance of me. And spiritually, he feeds us as we take. If you don't know Jesus, but you're here with us, we are immensely grateful that you're here with us. This, this supper is only for people who are publicly saying, Jesus is my lamb who has taken away my sin. Jesus is my Lord who I will follow all the way to the point of death. It's for people who have made that statement. So if that's not you, you don't want to take the supper, but we invite you to stay here. We're very glad you're here. We would love to talk more about it. And if you have questions, if you're looking for Messiah, maybe this is a time where you can pray to God as, as this is all going on and ask him. Let's pray. Lord, we pray that you would come to us in the supper, that you would nourish us, and that you would show us and feed us on Christ. We ask in his name. Amen.